0: The Blaze Radio Network
1: on demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka. Well, today's vital question, which is a regular feature here on Pure Opelka, uh, it, who pulls the trigger first? America, North Korea, neither, or you can't decide. Uh,
0: I, I give it. I give it about a ninety-five percent chance of, of neither. Um, look, this is, this is scary because it falls into the, uh, the low probability high impact category, meaning obviously if anything were to happen here, the possibility for, uh, uh, overreaction, miscalculation and immediate escalation is all too real. So what North Korea thinks may just be another provocation for us may cross a line that forces a response that in turn gets a complete overreaction from North Korea and this is how the rapid escalation can happen. And, and so that's why when they're talking about firing off missiles at at Guam uh, this is this would be new. This would be something that we haven't seen before, and they may be estimating that they can do this without much more than a continuation of the economic and, and political sanctions we've seen in the in the past. But that you know, all it takes is one of the you know one missile to uh, to go go awry, go to the wrong place, actually connect in Guam somewhere. I mean, and now we get to a place of well, what's the U.S. military response and it gets It gets uh real sticky real fast uh, This is not something that anybody should be uh, taking lightly, although I do think that right now we still have uh, when you look at the on the balance of the evidence and and what we've seen and and the statements from North Korea it still seems likely they understand that that they, they do face uh, complete destruction as a state uh, if they were to go military against us in any capacity. But then again, the more you learn about North Korea, Mike, and I can say this, is I've been reading up a lot on it the last few months because I've known this problem is obviously going to continue on. The more you read about North Korea, the more you see that it, we, we keep referring to how they're rational, they're rational. Well, there are different levels of rationality, and this is a country where reality is distorted. I mean, it is, it is all seen through the funhouse mirror lens of the Kim autocracy and all of the propaganda that goes along with it. And there's some pretty terrifying stuff. I mean, on the propaganda side of it, I can go into details you know, if people are curious or if you want to know, but uh, this is we're, we're not dealing with people that just have you know, economic and boundary differences or something, right? I mean, this is a whole next level of uh, of aggression and militarism.
1: Yeah, we, we really don't have a great handle on it in terms of those of us who are on the... Uh... On the average American knowledge level of this, North Korea is such a protected empire that we only have little bits and pieces of what manages to escape. And so I I don't think we have a fair handle on this guy or actually what's happening there. And I don't think the rest of the people there either have that that understanding. I think they're pretty much you, you want to talk about cult of personality when we had Obama in office. Look at the cult of personality with the Kim family and the Korean people. So it's it's uh, the previous administration here on super steroids. And I think they're, they'll just do anything this guy says, no matter what, because they don't know any better. They don't know anything else.
0: You, you hit on a, on a really critical point here, Mike. And that is, uh, and so I there's, uh, there's, uh, have a twofold response. And, and the point you hit on is, that when when people are brainwashed, that means that they have been conditioned to think a certain way. You know, in, in the U.S. and the West, our uh, perception of the North Korean people is that they are uh, this horrifically oppressed uh, group of of people that are either in camps or in fear of going in camps. That's all true. But there are also some inside the state, certainly within the military apparatus and and the political apparatus such as it is who who buy into this at some level and who think that they are under siege, who think that they face an existential threat and you know when you see, when you start to do a, a an inside out analysis from okay, imagine that you're a North Korean colonel right now and you 've grown up there and you 've been subjected to all this stuff, what you see is uh, countries all around the world that are economically strangling your nation. Uh you see a country very far away with the United States that has put 30,000 or so US troops right across the border ready to invade. I mean, you know, we don't see it that way because we know what the truth is of the moral character of our country and that we do want peace, but from a North Korean perspective, there is much more buy-in to this crazy North Korean state and I think most of us see because yeah when a defector comes out a defector is going to tell this these horrific stories about the camps and about you know I think Christopher Hitchens Mike had one of the best descriptions ever of North Korea which was he called it a constant and he had, he had visited he was one of the rare journalists who actually spent time in all of the axis of evil countries including North Korea he said that it was a concentration camp above ground and a mass grave below it. Abso- mm. Again, absolutely true. Essential, we understand that, and the defectors uh, speak to that when they when they leave the country. Usually, they flee through China, and then you know sometimes we actually have them speaking to us here in the West. But for example, people forget that some percentage of the defectors actually go back to North Korea. Uh, you know, oh. which is rare, rarely reported on. That, that there are people who still, at some level, buy into some of the ideology that was so uh... so jammed into their brains by this regime and and i would just recommend to your uh... your audience to uh... to team opelka um, that there's a book out and, and i've read it and i think it's really gives a perspective that you won't see in the media on this north korea problem and my God, just as an aside i know i'm rambling on about this but i just I'm I'm amazed at how many people go on TV talking about North Korea, and I'm honestly not sure they could name the capital of North Korea, the capital of South Korea off the top of their head. But they're posing as experts on it on TV, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm i uh, I'm not a North Korea expert. I'm an international relations guy, and, and I studied this um, from an academic perspective. I mean, from a practitioner's perspective, I'm a Middle East guy, as you know, and I served the Middle East, spent a lot of time there. But uh, the book is called "The Cleanest Race." and its uh, it's subtitle is How North Koreans See Themselves and Why It Matters. It was written a few years ago, but I think it's so important because this this analyst, and he's actually the North Korea analyst for The Atlantic, goes through all the propaganda, both the internal and external propaganda of North Korea, to see what do these people really think? What are they being told? What do they believe? And it's actually scarier than a lot of people realize. It's a fascistic... I'm sorry, Mike, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, I'd imagine. Yeah, this is the the cleanest race is the name of the book. Now I've got my weekend reading on top of what Glenn's given us for the summer, so uh, yeah, I, I the, will. I'll dive I in on to just it. I want
0: give people a, a quick a quick sense of why it's sure. even scary. We are we are taught, uh, I think, largely incorrectly, that North Korea is a communist Stalinist state along the lines of the Soviet Union and China. It borrows from some of those political uh... from some of those political systems but in terms of its real ideology its core state values it is really more as you said it's actually a cult of personality along the lines of a world war two fascist state A Hitlerian state, for example, where racial supremacy and vile uh, racial supremacism are actually central to much of the messaging from inside the state. And once you believe that other races and other people are subhuman and less than you, and that you have to unite behind one leader because those other races are trying to eliminate you, Anything is possible, Mike. So this is why I think it's important for people to uh, to look through this, get a sense of it, and and um, I'm sorry for the uh, continue. I, I wanted to have more of a back and forth with you, but I think this is a uh, an important message for people to hear.
1: It's really important, and that's why I'm glad you came on today to do that, and also to tell people more of this nightly at six o'clock live as Buck Sexton. Uh, what, I'm, give me the correct title, Buck. The Buck Sexton program it, on it, One it, America.
0: It's it's Buck Sexton with America Now. It's 6 America to 9 now. Eastern, carried live. It's a nationally syndicated radio show, but it's carried live on the Blaze Radio Network, 6 to 9 Eastern. And, of course, if you miss it and you want to hear it, you can always download it on iTunes, for those of you listening. And uh, with that, sir, I, Mike, great to talk to you, man. The Blaze Radio
1: Network. On Demand.